Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Chrysan. We'll take a look at LSU spring football practice. NFL with its collective bargaining agreement and pending free agency. Lots of NFL talk. Trey Blossman will tie in the XFL to the NFL. And then we'll talk about the coronavirus and what we think about all of that. We don't want anybody to get sick, but we got some thoughts on that. Don't forget the other podcasts that we have under the guise of Talking Sports with TK. Chin Music with Rick Robinson and myself every Wednesday about Major League Baseball. Of course, we always take a look at LSU Tigers baseball and LSU Tigers football. Connect with me on social media. I'm happy to do that. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram page. You can connect there as well. Let's listen to a quick message from Anchor, and then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Three, two. We continue with talking sports with TK. As we mentioned, it's time for Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, TK. We got a bunch of stuff coming at you today. We're going to start with LSU football, but first we say... Good afternoon to Trey Blossman. How are you today? Doing fine, Tommy. Trying to stay dry. Yeah, we got a little rain in the Baton Rouge area. And for those that don't know, you're over on the North Shore, about an hour to the east of me, roughly. LSU football began spring practice this past Saturday. Uh, Peter Parrish wasn't there at practice. We'll talk about that in a minute. I got some comments about Miles Brennan. You know, I'm not sold on him as the quarterback, although Coach Orgeron's sold and confident and says he'll be a championship quarterback. But I do like some comments by Miles Brennan uh, in the last couple of days, like when he talked about as soon as the national championship game was over against Clemson, it was no longer Joe Burrow's team. It became his team. I like that. That impressed me because uh, he's going to have to take that swagger and that confidence forward, you know, and let that rub off on his teammates so they can have a big time spring practice and he can get better. Uh, we know he got a little bigger. We know he got a little stronger, but uh, we got to get him better and get the confidence of everybody in him. Coach Orgeron has, has displayed that confidence. Now I like what I'm hearing out of Miles Brennan. I still in that category. I got to see it to believe it but I'm happy that he's he's taken a leadership role. Well, Tommy, if Miles doesn't step up and play as a good SEC quarterback for LSU, a whole lot of recruiting experts were wrong. He was a very highly recruited kid, a, a very productive kid, a far more productive high school quarterback than was Joe Burrow, as a matter of fact. Very few people have ever thrown for as many yards in high school football as Miles Brennan did. I think he's ready to grab the bull by the horns. I also love him showing some leadership. As I said in the previous podcast, 
if LSU is to be a competitive SEC team and a contender for not only the playoffs, but even for an SEC West title, Miles Brennan has to play really, really well. And I think he will. He's in a perfect situation. He's bided his time. As we said, he's put on weight. He's gained strength. He's learned. He, he should be ready for a breakout season. Well, and we'll con- if he if he's if he doesn't have one, it's going to set this program back. There's no doubt about that. Well, we're going to continue to monitor everything from spring practice. Peter Parrish, quarterback who's been in the system, was not present at Saturday's workout. Tigers are working out Tuesday afternoon about 3 o'clock. Actually, I can tell you exactly. They're practicing at 3.55. And at 6 p.m., Coach Orgeron has a post-practice interview session with the media scheduled. I know someone will ask him about it, or maybe Peter Parrish is out there today. So all you folks listening, check your favorite source, and you can find out what's up with that, because LSU does not practice again until Thursday. And on that day, there will be player interviews after practice. So that, that kind of tells you what's happening with spring practice. But we'll keep you posted uh, right here on Sports Takes. Yeah, you, we uh, didn't mention the changes at the defensive line analyst position either, Tommy. Right. Benny Logan, former Tiger from 2009 to 2012, has been hired by Ed Orgeron as a defensive analyst. Six years in the NFL, a couple of really good years with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I can't help but this, think that this will help the defensive line. It will help the defense. And it always goes back to recruiting. When you got a guy that played six years in the NFL, I mean, all 85 guys on scholarship at LSU think they're going to play in the NFL. Now, they're all not. But when you got another guy in the building who's got that experience, that helps with recruiting. And we all know that recruiting is what it's all about. Yeah, and I really like having ex-players from your school on your staff. I think that's good for the culture of LSU football. I agree. You're listening to Sports Takes here with Trey Blossman and Tommy Chrysan. Please share this with your friends. Our next take comes on the NFL. The collective bargaining agreement that keep pushing the deadline back for the players to vote. The NFL owners are sweating this out. The players, there's a 438-page document that's been sent to the players. I don't know how many of them are going to read all that. A lot of them are dependent on their player rep. Each team has a player rep. I'm sure the phone calls are flying around, but we're on the brink of free agency. We're on the brink of contracts being tendered. And the new business league, the fiscal year for the business league, uh, start flips over next week as well. We're looking at a wild and crazy next couple of weeks for the NFL, in particular next week. Well, Tommy, with regard to the CBA, from what I understand of it, and I didn't read that document, and I'm not going to, but it appears that it's good for the rank and file, which are the majority of players in the NFL. Maybe it's not perfect for the upper echelon player, but the upper echelon player, unless they're a total fool, is set for life with the contracts that they sign in the NFL. So it's important that this be good for the rank and file. I know they've floated out this $100,000 for the extra game. Well, if you're making $3 million a game, $100,000 isn't very good. But if you're making $50,000 a game, 
$100,000 for that extra game is really, really good. So I think that we need to see through the prima donna upper echelon spoiled brats and look at what's good for the rank and file of the league. And I think that this appears to be good in that situation. Tommy, I've heard some players complaining and they don't want to sign the CBA because they think CBS is paying Tony Romo too much money on his new deal. And that's an amazing uh, level of ignorance on behalf of these players, Tommy. They would not be making anywhere near the money they're making without TV contracts. Take away TV, NFL players' salaries go down probably 80%. Okay? What business is it of theirs what the people who pay for the TV rights want to pay the people who broadcast the games on TV? Tony Romo's the best analyst in football. He deserves to be the most highly paid analyst in football. And you know what? He's one of them. He was an NFL player. I I hear one NFL player saying Tony Romo's making too much money. I'm going to want to slap him in the face. That's just ridiculous. I agree. I'm not, you're right. You know, 60% of the players make league minimum. Okay. Which is roughly 600 grand for the season. And this thing is designed for them. I don't like the 17th game because it opens up a few other cans of worms, like odd and even how many home games is somebody going to get nine home games and somebody else gets eight. Is that fair? Or does all, or all 32 teams going to play a quote unquote international game. So they have eight home, eight away and one neutral site. I mean, which may take a a thousand years to figure out that schedule. Uh, But, you know, some people saying the NFL owners want 18 games, but they figured one way to get to 18 is to get to 17, then get to 18. So I don't know. I've been following it a little close, more closely than I thought I would, because I'm trying to understand both sides of this. It's all about the money. And then uh, I agree with national sportscaster Dan Patrick. Why a 10 year deal? Why don't we go five? You know, why don't we go six? Why 10? It's all because of the TV monies. But uh, it's going to be, if you're an NFL fan, I think you should pay attention to this. It could have a lot of ramifications, including for Saints fans, who I know we have a lot of Saints fans that listen to our podcast. So it's going to be an interesting uh, next uh, two weeks, in particular next week for the NFL. Well, Tommy, for what it's worth, were we four weeks into the new XFL? Right. I've been enjoying XFL games just as much as NFL games. I'm not watching these games and going, man, I sure wish the level of play was better. I'm not thinking that at all. I'm enjoying listening to the coaches communicate with the players on the field. I love the punt and kickoff rules. I love the extra point rules. I love the transparency of the replay. There's a lot to like about the XFL. And there's some players that are playing at a pretty high level. Would these teams have a chance against an NFL team? No. I, the Houston may be the best team in the XFL. They might lose by four touchdowns to an NFL team, maybe more. But it's competitive. It's fun. It gets the fan involved. There's a lot to like about the XFL. This league's not going anywhere. 
Well, the TV ratings and the attendance has slipped a little bit after the novelty wore off first week or two. But as I said before the league started, I view it as an opportunity for a lot of players, a lot of coaches, some sportscasters, equipment guys, trainers, people that work in these stadiums and making a few bucks they didn't know they are going to be making a couple of months ago. There's a lot of opportunity here. Now, do they have, does Vince McMahon have enough money to keep this thing afloat? Time will tell, but I, I, I'm like you. I know it's not the NFL, but you know what? It's football, and there will be a player or two or more who will end up in an NFL camp because of what they're putting on tape in the XFL. Well, look, number one, uh, the quarterback from Temple that's playing for Houston right now, he's played himself into the opportunity to play in the league. He was on the Colts roster for a couple of years on the practice squad, He's in the XFL because Luck recommended to his father that he give this guy a shot because he watched him practice and he knew that he could do it. The Ole Miss quarterback who's at St. Louis right now, he's playing at a pretty high level. Uh, Cornelius, the former one-year starter at Oklahoma State, is playing pretty good quarterback. Uh, Payne, the running back from Auburn, is playing pretty well. Uh, you got some guys making some noise in this league, Tommy. Yeah, it's an opportunity that may lead to another opportunity. My good friend, Hal Mummy, you know, he, he was out of coaching, and now he's got a shot to work with Bob Stoops in Dallas and doing something he loves to do and making a few bucks. I don't know what kind of money the, the coaches make, but I'm sure it's enough to get to some of the big names in there. And I'm like you. I enjoy the interaction. I enjoy the transparency of the replay. Uh, there are things about it I like. We'll see how it continues to roll on going forward. We remind you, you're listening to Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, TK, having some fun here with our podcast. A couple of times a week, uh, we throw it out unless schedules get crazy, but you can always uh, find it under Talking Sports with TK. Lots of other podcasts there as well, including Chin Music about Major League Baseball. LSU baseball and some LSU football stuff. Trey, uh, let's get to one more topic here. The coronavirus. Uh, I think this is a national news media uh, fabrication, not a fabrication. That's not the word. They have magnified a small story into a big story. And uh, I got a better chance of getting hit by lightning when the sun's out. And I know that can happen. I'm not trying to make light of somebody that may know of an incident through that. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to th- say they are they are way overreacting to this. In my opinion, there is a Masters track and field, which is the senior age levels event in Baton Rouge scheduled for this weekend has been canceled because of the coronavirus. A professional tennis event in Rancho Mirage, California has been canceled. Uh, the Ivy League has canceled their postseason men's and women's basketball tournament because of the coronavirus. I think it's much to do about nothing. Knock on wood, I don't want to get it. But um, I see this as a large overreaction uh, fueled by the sensationalism of the news media. Well, I I totally agree. By the way, the Ivy League is Snowflake Central, Tommy. You would expect them to be the first ones to cancel something. That's what a funny. joke. I mean, you know, if you send your kid, if you're a conservative from the South and you send your kid to an Ivy League school and they come home hating everything that you stand for, shame on you. 
Okay. Yeah, they might have a good job, but you probably ruined your relationship with your children for the rest of your life. Uh, the media is overblowing this, Tommy. Uh, in Italy, though, they are playing soccer in empty stadiums. In Japan, they're playing baseball in empty stadiums. I heard LeBron James say that if the NBA were to follow suit, and they're examining all their options, obviously, that he would refuse to play in an empty arena, that he plays for the fans. As you, well know, as you well know, I don't like anything about LeBron James, but I appreciate his position in this. Well, uh, you don't know, understand there would be fans watching on TV. Yeah, there would be. But in the arenas, it would be limited to media. Yeah. I don't know where it's going, but yeah, it's overhyped. It's overblown. Uh, in many cases, it's, it's an attempt to hurt President Trump. I've seen them blaming him, virus itself, and that's how sick some of these people are. But the best thing I read in regard to this whole coronavirus thing is six words, Tommy. Please, that, I cannot wait. Not a pandemic, a dem panic. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funniest thing you said all day that's pretty good huh? <laughs> and, and, and let me just quickly qualify i don't want anyone to get sick just like i don't want any athlete to ever get hurt in any sport any level you know and i you know uh, so please i hope people understand our comments or or lean in that way but i think it's an overreaction now you know the time will tell and, and i don't know it's just I, I think your quote sums it up in fact it sums it up and i want to close with you restating your quote about the coronavirus not a pandemic a dem panic that is wonderful <laughs> trey you have a great week let's do this again later in the week more lsu football and other nfl news and notes for people uh, hope you have a good day thank you tommy when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.